What's going on, everybody? It's Derek, and you're listening to episode 120 of the Gaming and Chill podcast. Today we are going to be talking about X-Men's The Dark Phoenix. Before we get into that, though, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. Okay, so first and foremost, I do want to say that this is going to have spoilers. The low rating it got on Metacritic and how empty the theater last night made me realize that not a lot of people are interested in this movie. Which is okay. Um, the snap response to this is, this movie is not amazing. Um, it's very average. They played it safe and not safe at the same time. So, I'm gonna go just straight into spoilers. I gotta be honest. I'm gonna go straight for it, and we're gonna talk about some beats that I think that they might have missed and thought that were gonna land a, a lot better. Um, the way Jean Grey, air quotes, gets the Phoenix is they save some astronauts in space from the Space Shuttle Endeavor in 1992, I believe. Not a problem. But the way they rest the movie carried on, they make it sound like that's when Jean Grey got the Phoenix. Which it's, it's not. Because they showed that she had the Phoenix in X-Men Apocalypse, which happens in the 80s. So, what was this that she got? They don't really address it other than saying it's an entity. Okay. But the rest of the movie, they carry on as if it was the Phoenix, which we know that's not when she got the Phoenix. She's had it. I think Phoenix Force was just a stronger... It just strengthened it, basically. Okay. Sure. Let's let's roll with that. That is not the most egregious part. So, she absorbs the Phoenix Force while in space. Okay, cool. She saves everybody. Alright. They come back. And there's a, a line that I, I think they thought sounded cooler on paper and in their heads... And then when they said it, it just sounded weird. Um, so Mystique is talking to Xavier. He's like, hey, why are we doing all these missions? It feels like we're all we're doing is making it so that you look good. You like all the accolades you're getting, blah, blah, blah. And Xavier makes, you know, some half-hearted remarks. I think he's in denial as well, and it shows that he is. That... Well, compared to them hunting us, yes, I do rather like this. But then Mystique Raven has this 
backhanded comment that, again, I think sounded better on paper and in their head, but not so much on the screen, was, she said, and oh, by the way, have you noticed the women do a lot more saving of the men around here? So I think maybe we should change it from X-Men to X-Women. And then walks out. That is... That's an interesting line. Some people take it as like, oh, the SJWs are taking over movies. I, I don't think that line fits, though. Um, in modern society, yes, it does absolutely fit. But in 92, not so much. But even if you take away that, it just doesn't fit. Because that's they, they saved the astronauts as a team. Nightcrawler warped Quicksilver in there. Quicksilver grabbed him. Great. You know, uh, Cyclops destroyed a thruster that was misfiring. So that was great. And then Jean Grey, yes, did save everybody by absorbing the Phoenix Force. But they did it as a team. No one person, no one gender did more of the work yes Jean Grey made what was supposed to be a sacrifice I I don't know that line just didn't really it didn't really sit well truthfully it just kind of it was that uncomfortable silence where it was like okay all right then um and beyond, I think they kind of misrepresented people's powers in that aspect alone. Of they used Cyclops's uh, beam, his laser beam, through like a cannon. Okay, sure. They used Storm's ability to control the weather in space. No, that's not how it works. Grin, you could say, oh, she was using the water vapor and the uh, space shuttle and it made ice. I mean, all right, I I guess. It it just, it it felt like at the beginning that they just kind of didn't really know how they wanted to do things. So fast forward and we get this scene where we see aliens who are trying to take the phoenix force and it's like huh i don't i don't know how i feel about this it's like all of a sudden aliens it's like you had a lot of things to choose from and you chose aliens all right then i probably would have went with other members of the phoenix force but whatever or you could have said okay there, there's ways that they could have handled it and i don't think they've done well um, and then you get to the biggest departure, I feel like, from comic books or whatnot. Jean Grey kills Mystique. Spoiler alert. Straight out kills Raven. And it's not like a, it happened off screen, so it didn't happen. No, it happened. You've seen it happen. And then they just, they also just kind of dismiss Quicksilver. It's like, and you're done. Be go run along now. 
it feels like, and this is, this is more like the tip of the spear of this one. It feels like they use Quicksilver for one scene and then go, and we're done with that. It's exactly like they did with Nightcrawler, and I believe it was X two, where it was like, and we've done we've done Nightcrawler in X two, and he's done. But it could have been useful in X three. No, we said we're done with Nightcrawler. It just feels like they have Quicksilver in there for one quick scene. No joke, no pun intended. And then they're done. They don't want to have him anymore. It's it's frustrating. But I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So they kill Raven. Bold choice, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Then a bunch of stuff happens. I'm not going to go super in-depth on that one. I'm not retelling the entire story here. But there's a scene later on where the X-Men, air quotes, uh, being Xavier, Cyclops, uh, Storm, and Nightcrawler all go to go get Jean Grey back. Faced up against Magneto, Beast, who joined Magneto because he was upset that Raven was killed, you know, understandably, and then two unnamed bad guys. One who had psychic powers, maybe? The other one who could control his hair. I like that idea. He uses, like, whips. I love that idea. And they all done battle. On a populated street. Which is something that the X-Men never would have done. They absolutely never would have done mutant battle on a populated street. Magneto would have tried. In, in, in original comic books, animated series, and whatnot. A, lot, a large chunk of the x-men canon xavier would have been like nope let's not do this here we don't need to do this in front of humans and potentially harm humans because oh guess what just like the movie done guess who comes to capture them the military people who don't like mutants wow who could have seen that coming when you've got dudes with laser beams shooting lasers willy-nilly and hitting cars that have people in them okay I wonder why the military showed up. Uh, and so, the alien tries to take the Phoenix Force from Jean Grey. And you can tell it's a lot of power. And it doesn't take all of it. So they get captured by the military and they're on a train, which is honestly the best sequence that was in the movie. Was they're on a train and, you know, the X-Men and uh, the Air Quotes Brotherhood. They're like, hey, you're going to need us. You're being overrun by aliens. Okay, sure. Aliens. And they get unlocked. And all of, all of them use their powers really cool. Storm is awesome. She's an amazing weather witch. I love it. Nightcrawler even has some, like, some badass combat. Like, he loot like... Something that they've never shown is that Nightcrawler, so far, is just a goofy character. But he's never actually seen anybody die. In this, he sees someone dies and kind of, like, goes a little bit he gets awesome like he's zipping in and out and stabbing the aliens and you know hitting them with this tail which is sharp and everything so it's awesome he goes he opens up and i love it um and this sequence is the best sequence and they get off the train uh through some shenanigans again not retelling the entire story and then gene gray just proceeds to go god mode 
like destroying all the aliens within seconds. And even the even the battle against the main alien who's observing the Phoenix Force is just very anticlimactic. It's like, oh, you want my power? You can't handle it. Gives her all the power and destroys herself. Cool, there, there was no battle. It was just Jean Grey being god mode and then destroying the main enemy. And then ends up dying in the, air quotes, dying in the process. Okay. Flash forward. Xavier's no longer profe- uh, no longer at the uh, school. It's now the Jean Grey School for Gifted Youngsters, which I am okay with that. But it was like Xavier leaves. Hank is now the professor or the uh, principal or whatever you want to call it, headmaster, and it's like okay. And then that was it. And you just sit there in the silence and go, huh. Okay. So there was a lot of choices that they made, like killing Raven, killing Jean Grey, making Xavier no longer the headmaster, that make you go, maybe, um, maybe this didn't pay off as well as they thought. And again, this might be because, like, their Fox is no longer going to be doing X-Men. It's now going to be all Marvel, in-house, Disney. So, maybe, and they were just like, yeah, screw it, we don't, we need to, we can just phone it in. It just, it was an average film. I know I sound like I'm I'm ragging on it pretty hard. It was an average film. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't X-Men Origins Wolverine bad. But it just was like, that was a movie. That was a solid hour and a half, and it, it, there wasn't a ton of action sequences where the X-Men could be the X-Men. I don't know. But I'd say it's a, it, it's a movie that I ate my popcorn and it tasted good. I drank my lemonade. It was great. It was a, it was a good film if you're going to go see it as an X-Men fan. You might come out a little bit disappointed. But... I think for the experience of going and seeing it. Um, it was, like I said, it's better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. But it af- even after Apocalypse, I loved Apocalypse. I actually really like that one. A lot of people don't, you know, come at me. But I think that this one just kind of... It was like they seen the end line and the finish line and was just like, Let's just make it to the finish line. Doesn't matter if we make it strong, if we're, if we're crawling and limping across. We made it. It was uh, it was frustrating, but it's a good experience. I, I don't know that it deserves all the hate it gets on Metacritic and user reviews of ones. I'd say it's a six, seven, average. It's kind of like, man, you know, you, you've done better. You've done worse, but you've done better. After First Class and Days of Future Past, like. It's going to be hard to stand up to it, though. It, it really is. Um, as far as, like, visuals go, I thought the visuals were pretty cool. Um, around Phoenix, there was this always constantly disintegrating and rebuilding effect. Um, I thought that was actually a really cool effect of showing how tremendous the power is, that it's continuously destroying and reconstructing stuff. I thought that was really cool. Um, the graphics were pretty good, truthfully. 
uh score was great it was just some of the acting was a little bit wooden very like robotic and so i think one of the reviews so someone texted in their stuff they didn't even phone it in they texted it in um i'd say that was very indicative of jennifer lawrence's um character mystique raven it was very much like okay we're just gonna kind of kind of just text it in here we're not gonna go ham on it we're not gonna do well we're just gonna we're gonna get our paycheck and move on um and maybe that was editing that made it look that way jennifer lawrence is a great actress I love her work in Hunger Games and things like that. And she's been great in the past films. But this one just felt like very much like, eh, it's the last one. I'm in it for like 30 minutes and we're done. So it was disappointing. That. Um, all in all, I'd say if you're an X-Men fan, go see it. Don't go see it opening weekend, though, but go see it. Um, I think that's actually where we're going to call it for the day this week. It was just a short review. It's a good movie. It's an average movie, I should say. Um, next week, be prepared for, as of recording today, E3 begins, so we will be breaking down the games, the consoles that are announced, other things like that. So be excited, be prepared, let me know if you see any games that you definitely want covered or don't want covered, let me know, hit me up on Twitter, at DerekGNC. Or you can hit up the comments down below. Be sure to like and follow and share with your friends. Because we're going to be doing an E3 wrap up. And I'm super excited for it. I'm thinking there's going to be some great games. So until next week where we'll see you for E3. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Be awesome to each other. Be kind. Be the person that Bob Ross knows that you can be. So have a good one. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in nancy underscore chill you can also find links to the articles games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below thanks again for watching and until next time <laughs>